Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Samp and Chats. My name is Bobby Sampson, and joined with me, as always, is my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, how are you today, man? And seems that you're coming from the Hart Family Dungeon. Yeah, I am in the garage today. Nice, man. Nice. Nice and cool in there. Yeah, not too bad. We're going to go to 35 degrees tomorrow, so it's going to be smoking. That's awesome, man. Very good. I'm happy about that. I'm happy about the weather. I'm happy about everything. I'm happy about wrestling. But before we get into any of that, let's uh, let everybody know to like and subscribe and to hit those notification buttons. I've timed it. I've said this before. It only takes half a second to click that button. Uh, the more support we get, the more we're able to do. We're able to expand ourselves and do more for you guys. So tell your friends, tell everybody you know, like and subscribe on all social media platforms. Instagram, Samp underscore chance. You go there, you'll find our bio tree, which will link you to all our other sites that we are on. Um, anything to add to that, Chance? Let your family and friends know about us. We'd appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, Chance, here we are. Uh, wrestling world is, is rotating as it should. Uh, WWE reported its Q2, its second quarter results. Um some interesting numbers here, man. You ready for this? Uh, yeah, I've seen them today, but yeah, let the audience know. Yeah, so revenue was uh, $328.2 million in the second quarter here, an increase of 24%. Operating income was $69.3 million, an increase of 50%. Also, net income was $49 million. Um, you know what? Forget about that one. I, I'm not sure about that one. Oh, here's a good one. Each WWE premium live event, which would have included WrestleMania, WrestleMania Backlash, and Hell in the Cell so far, were the most viewed events in history this year so far for the WWE with a 40, 40 with this with an increase of 60%, 49%, and 45% against all shows. So the numbers. I guess that's going to piss off some of Vinny's uh, Vinny's haters. They eh? hearing those kind of numbers that he produced. Pretty good. Well, I mean, the numbers are there, but I also think it also has to do a lot with coming out of this pandemic era. People are just hungry for live events and things like that. I mean, I think numbers up up across the board everywhere. I think only now are we starting to see numbers drop at you know major league ballparks and stuff. But for the longest time, all these guys were recording record numbers. I like to see the third quarter numbers once they're kind of in full flow here and, uh, you know, what, what what's going to come of it. Um, also, check this out. Uh, during this conference call, they were talking about Netflix as potentially being a landing home for Raw and SmackDown in the future. Netflix is wanting to get into the whole live programming thing too now. Uh, recently, they were dethroned as the top streaming service. Do you know who number one is now? You know, dude, everything cable will be a dead entity soon, just like CDs. No, 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 I understand. But Netflix, like I was saying to you just now, yeah, yeah, Netflix, I know. everything's going to be streaming. So, but but who, do you, who do you think dethroned them as number one is what I asked you. I can say that again, I didn't hear you. I asked you, who dethroned them as the number one streaming service? I don't know, Amazon? No, Disney. Disney? Yeah, Disney's pretty popular. They got a lot Disney. of stuff. They got the they Simpsons. Got a lot. And... Oh, much more than just that. They got Now they got all the Fox stuff and stars. They got so much more stuff. And it, there's so much more variety there. I'll be yeah. honest, man. I think I'm on Disney Disney Plus more than I am on Netflix nowadays. 
I don't use either of them. I watched a little bit of Disney Plus for a couple of Simpsons about a year ago, but I don't mess with any of them. I do have them, but I just never use them. But everything will be streaming now. They're going to they're putting football games on Amazon. They're putting baseball games. It's it's everything's going to be streaming. You're going to have to have about ten different streaming services to watch everything you want to watch. Well, that's the thing, and which eventually if, be the same price as having cable. Well, if WWE is going to go that route, they're going to be a hot commodity because whoever picks them up, no matter what they have, they'll probably get their biggest numbers with WWE. Yeah. Ultimately, right? I mean, I think that's just the way it's going to go. Uh, they also asked Stephanie about the sale of um, the WWE, if that would ever happen. And, uh, you know, she basically said they're always open up, open for for. For different suggestions and ideas, but nothing like that is even being considered at the moment. Well, she's so. got no say either. She only owns two percent, so it wouldn't sure Minpo wouldn't matter. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, WrestleMania first day ticket sales between ninety thousand and a hundred thousand tickets already sold for the two day show this uh, April. Massive, dude! It's going to be huge in LA. That beautiful stadium. It's going to be a big, big event in Hollywood. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, 100%, man. They sold that. Um, I don't know, man. Monday Night Raw, did you catch it last night? I watched it, yeah. It wasn't bad. It was a good show. It was funny that um, after watching Monday Night Raw and the Raw before that, we had a soccer practice on Sunday. We got a couple guys, about 25, a couple casual fans, and they said to me, who's carrying cross? Who are these guys? So all they're from NXT. Yeah, but what, who are they? I said, I don't know. Just guys even from NXT. I'm noticing is that they're bringing these NXT guys back, but I know the hardcore fans, internet fans know who these guys are, but the average Joe that watches, you know, 20 minutes of Raw, half an hour, they have no idea who these guys are. They're not even bringing them in with a story. Like, well, here's Karrion Cross. Well, here's this guy. But who are they? What do they represent? What are their characters? I'm not seeing that. Well, I didn't know I what mean, to say to him. I said, I don't know. He's from NXT. He's a good wrestler, but I don't know anything about the guy. Yeah, well, and I, I think I think that's the part that's missing is they're not, they're bringing these characters back, but they're not, there's no character or story behind them. Who are they? See, I find that I, I disagree with you because I think there is character stories there. Uh, and again, these are just new characters that are just coming back onto the screen. They were there before they got fired. Uh, I know, but if they you, just brought if you them watch, back. If you right watch, in the ring, like, if there's you, no introduction to them. Well, no, there is, man. They've been, they've had promos now. They, they, I mean, if you think about it in the case of Carrying Across, he's only been back for two weeks, right? The first week that he came back, he just made his debut. Yeah, the people who knew who he was knew who he was, and maybe the casual fans didn't. But this is now they're building the character. He cut a great promo on SmackDown explaining where he's. No, I'm not taking away from him, but I'm not saying you are. 68% of the people that watch Raw don't watch NXT. So over half the audience don't know who these people are. Right. And And now they're getting to know them. So that that 68 people, 68% of those people that you're talking about will now get the opportunity to learn about these characters. I mean, you got to think about it. Yeah, but they're, they're not, but I'm saying, who is Karrion Cross? He's from NXT, but I, I don't even know anything about the guy. He's a good wrestler. I don't know anything about, like, what's his character? Is he a heel? Is he a face? They're just throwing him on Raw and he's having a match. Like, I don't get it. Okay, well, you got to keep watching the show to build up that character then, right? That's no, I know. Shouldn't they be building him a little bit before they throw him out? What, like in vignettes and promos and stuff like that? However they want to do it. Like, give us something on the guy. Like, because well, they have. not many people watch NXT compared to, to who's right, watching but, Raw on SmackDown, right? But he wasn't on NXT when he was released. He was already on SmackDown. I, so I didn't even, I don't remember him being there. Right. So, I mean, that's the thing. you got to watch the program in no, order I to know, know what's I'm going saying, on. For the hardcore internet fans, they know all this. But the regular Joe's like, who are these dudes? Yeah, that's and, the and, part and, that I've always been saying right. on this podcast. Like the average fan, the casual fans tuning out because they can't relate to a carrying cross. They don't know who they are. 
So where do they go then? What what program do they have to watch? Anybody who watches any program has to watch the show in I don't order know. to understand. Flip on something else on the next channel. Example from when Monday Night Football is on, that's when Raw's ratings go down. So if you're going to flip over to Raw commercial, you see a bunch of guys you don't know, they click the channel. Yeah, I don't know, saying. man. I think you're living in the past too much, my friend, sometimes. No, uh, I'm looking at the numbers today. 68% of people that watch Raw don't watch NXT. That's according that's to their fine. numbers. That's fine. So here's an opportunity for that 68%, like I'm saying to you, to watch the program and the character is starting to be developed again. I mean, there's a lot of guys that come on, like who knew who Damian Priest was when he first came on the scene? Who knew who Kevin Owens was before he came on to Raw? Everyone knows who he is now, right? It takes mm -hmm. time to build these characters. No, I but get we're, it. We're, that's where we are right match now. Right away, like carry across his back. First what match? match? What match did he Why? have? He hasn't fought yet. He hasn't fought anybody. He hasn't had a match. Yeah, he, he attacked. No, he attacked Drew McIntyre from behind. That was the introduction back to the program, right? And but but last here's the thing: week, why is he going after you? He just ran out there to go after Drew for the hell of it. No, I think what they're trying to establish again. This is where the story begins, right? This mm -hmm. is like the first page of any storybook. No, I get what you're saying, but I'm, I'm right. talking from the regular guys that I see. They don't know what's going on, who these people are. Well, then they have to. You should be telling them, as I tell people as well. You got to keep watching the show to understand where the characters. No, I, from I and agree who with you. I, I hear you on that. But what I'm saying is, the average person not going to sit for three hours and sit for the whole raw. Well, they want to see I, the I big don't think guys most people end, ever right? have. Right, that's fine. But that's you know. But I mean, if you're watching the product as a whole, the show on a whole, you take every element of it from from the first hour to the second mm. to the third hour, and you watch the program to understand what's going on. No, I it's don't kind, disagree with it's you. It's kind of it's kind of like a person who's watching a soap opera. If you're only going to watch one episode a week, you'll never know what's going on, right? Raw's one hour. Raw, Raw's three hours a week. Smackdown's two hour show, right? You watch those two shows, you'll know what's going on. I know what you're saying. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not disagreeing mm -hmm. with you. My my point is entirely that every character that's on Raw came from somewhere else at some point. No, I now, agree. When when the Shield came on the scene, when Seth, Dean, John, whatever you want to call him now, and and Roman came on the scene, yeah, I knew where they came from, right? But a lot of the people at that time didn't. So mm -hmm. it, again. It's just about that character. Let me read a quote here from Eric Bischoff about Tony Khan. It's kind of what I've been saying. Not exactly like this. I'm obviously not Eric Bischoff. You know, I didn't run a company, but this is kind of, kind of what I'm getting at. I'm going to read you what Eric Bischoff said about Tony Khan today. This is for all, all the right. audience. Okay. Tony, Tony Khan is smart, and I know he's a very, very smart man, a lot smarter than me in a lot of ways. I don't exactly think he's got a creative instinct in his body. Kind of agree with that. I think what he's doing is reliving his childhood memories of ECW and the indie scene and super matches. He's booking, in my opinion, like a 14-year-old would, who would have a lot of toys and things he can play with, but I'm not seeing a story. We've, been, we've seen the wrestling audience on AEW call it a story, but it's not, and it's an excuse to have a super match in a dream match. Kind of what I'm getting at. They're throwing guys out there, AEW. They're throwing guys out there. Let's have a dream match. Let's have a superstar match, but... There's no story. There's no character. You don't know who these guys are. The hardcore internet fans, yes, of course, they know everything. But the regular Joe's like, why are these guys having a match? I agree with everything Eric said there, actually. What is your take on that? No, I totally agree. I read that as well. I heard that as well this afternoon a uh, second mm. time. Um, no, I completely agree I actually agree like the war him and Tony have going on. I think it's good. It's fun. Yeah, no, look, Tony Khan knows what he's doing. I, I think, like I said, he's working within each market. And I said this to you before on our show, yeah. that this is the reason why Tony Khan will never be successful because WWE is a global entity. 
Yeah. Right. They, they, they are far reaching to more people in general. Now, I know what you're saying, and I agree with it at all. But like I said before, this is how stories have to develop. No, I know, right? I know. Yeah. So, I mean, if people don't know who Karrion Cross is right now, they will within a month or so. They just have to yeah. stick with it. And, you know, I, I from a lot of people that I've heard from as well, and a lot of people that I've read articles, of, you know, the articles that I've read, you know, a lot of people are saying that they're, you know, Raw still a long way to go. WWE still has a long way to go in terms of their programming and, and you know, their, their presentation. But there's a lot of good that is starting to emerge. There's a lot more con continuity with storylines. There's a lot more, like, for example, last night on Raw, Asuka and Exlibis were were in the uh, tag team women's women's tag team tournament, and uh, Bianca Belair came out there to support them ringside. You know that that shows story continuity, something that WWE had stopped doing there for a little bit or starting to phase out. You know, like not phase out, but you know, starting the story continuity wasn't as strong as it used to be at one time. You mm -hmm. know, we're starting to see a bit more continuity, more storylines. Uh, the shows are not just being you know, three quarters of the show aren't revolved around one story. You know, so you're seeing a lot more of those kind of things happen. Character development, yeah, they're bringing guys back, you know, but like, a, you know, like I said, you got to give them time to build the character. I mean, you, you've talked to a couple of fellas out there who don't know who this guy is and that guy is, and that's completely fair, right? I mean, but that should want them to go back and watch the show a little bit more to find out who these guys are. I can tell you they're building Karrion Cross up to be the number two heel on SmackDown. Yeah. You know, if not the number way. one, right? And and the subtle things that they're doing this week. Did you watch SmackDown this Friday? I didn't see all of it. I seen a little yeah. bit of it the first half. Right. right. So, you know, there was a moment there where Karrion Cross was doing a promo. Uh and, and there was a moment, I can't remember who it was in the ring. I think it was either Drew or Yeah, Scarlett Bordeaux came out, his his manager. And she distracted uh, the Usos or, or Drew McIntyre and kind of helped the Usos out in a little bit. But she was out there to kind of stir the pot between Roman and Drew, you know, to kind of get them on their toes like Karrion's in the uh, background. Yeah. You know, so so like I said, you got to watch the program in order to know what's going on. If you're a casual fan and you don't know what's going on, that's why you're a casual fan. True, but the thing right? is, they need those casual fans to keep the numbers big, right? They need those well, average no, fans. Let's see what's enough, going on tonight. I, I think there's enough fans that are devoted and loyal. You, you keep in mind, casual fans, I would think that argument would be more so for the fact for a, a company like AEW, Ring of Honor, and stuff like that, because of their reach, right? They rely more on their domestic fans, where WWE has a market right across the world. Yeah, they got their fans locked. You know, they got their fans locked around the world, and they will never, like Eric Bischoff was saying, you will never be competition to WWE because no. your revenue, right there, that statement alone, your revenue does not match what their revenue does on a global basis. Yep, he's right. You're in 134 countries, I get it, Tony Khan, and, and you know, you do have a reach, but you're not making the money that WWE is. So until that happens, you're not competition. And it seems like Tony Khan's relying on a lot of the old stars. You know, Jericho's over 50. CM Punk is mid to late 40s. He's he's not relying on the young guys to take the torch. He's using all the old guys. Moxley's mid 30s, which is not too well, old, but you know what I mean? A lot of the young guys that they signed that they thought are, you know, they think they're going to be the future, that's scaring him now because a lot of these guys that left WWE, 
to go to AEW because of their contracts or, you know, when they, they had 65 releases this year, man. You know, like, I mean, look at the amount of money that company made. I don't you really needed to release 65 of these talents. And, you know, maybe out of the 65, 10 to 15 were very questionable. That You know, a bad move. Yeah. You know, in, in terms of character, in terms of the what they can bring to the table. Um, but now we're starting to see a return of some of these characters. I don't think all of them will come back. Uh, this Friday, we saw Hit Row come back. Yeah, I heard about that. Didn't see right? it, but yeah. You know, and that was really cool. I, I was saying to you, when they were released, that was a huge mistake. From, from again, from a mainstream media perspective, Hit Row is something you would want on a show like SmackDown. They have a very large reach. The hip-hop thing, the whole, you know, kind of, I don't know how else to describe it, but the whole hip-hop thing, I guess that's the best way to put it. Yeah, uh, you're, no, you're happy. You're tapping into another market there, which people are being wanting, right? I mean, outside of, I think this is the best hip hop gimmick they've ever done outside of maybe Crime Time or, you know, maybe Crime Time, really, I guess. Or no, what was, Titus, was pretty good. Or Titus O'Neil and uh, the Black John Cena. What was his name? Um, which guy? Remember that that guy? Uh, he he looked like John Cena, but he was black. He was a part of the Nexus too, uh, in the beginning. Uh, I can't remember his name, but. I mean, those two guys were like, sure. you know, yeah, that was just another combination. But Crime Time was probably, you know, the biggest one there. And then yeah, Crime Time was good. Guys, They're entertaining. Yeah, but these, but these guys are really cool too. They're a lot of fun, and you know, when they got rid of them, a lot of people were kind of really shocked by the whole. Well, why would you let these guys go? These guys are going to make you tons and tons of money, right? Now, I bet you know who's kicking himself in the face right now is Swerve. Because so? as soon, oh, definitely, as soon as he's released, he jumped to WAEW right away. Now, granted, yeah. he's tag team champions with Keith Lee, another former WWE guy, who's probably wishing he can come back now. Yeah. You know, um, so Swerve was a part of Hit Row. Yep. So having Hit Row back now, you know, I, I like where everything is going. I mean, this week on Monday Night Raw so far, we didn't see the debut of anybody else. I mean, Dexter Loomis was in the crowd again. Um, I, I like what they're doing. See, that's what I'm talking about there. You got character development right there, right? Here's a wrestler. They've made reference to him. You know, former former, former WWE star Dexter Loomis is being seen in the crowd. This is the second week in a row now that he's being pulled out by security and police. Um, for some reason, he's targeting AJ. So there you go. There's there's that story development that you're kind of looking I just at. hope he doesn't turn this into NXT 3.0. You know, I, hope I don't think do it's that. NXT 3.0, man, because I mean that's your feeding ground. Everyone's going to come from NXT. No, I know. That I just hope he doesn't majority... try to make it that style of a show uh, on a big stage. I don't know. Let's find out. Let's. I mean, we got to give it time. Like I said, a lot of people are happy. A lot of people are happy. You know, and we're not talking with casual fans. We're talking no, their yeah, main the, the internet audience. fans are happy because it's more of an AEW style of show. What I'm saying is, let's see how this plays out. It's still early, like you said. We'll give it. We'll see what happens in six months where the numbers are. And, so well, like I said, I like to right? see where the third quarter is. I like to see what comes down here. I mean, let's 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 kind of evaluate and review it after Royal Rumble before Mania, yeah, and see see what we're headed into, right? What are we going into? But keep in mind, man, majority of the people that came are in WWE on the main roster right now all came from NXT at one point, all of them. There's yep. not many. There's not many guys on that roster right now that 
never came from no i know but, but triple h is running like an nxt show where vince is running like a wwe show even though they came from the minor leagues he ran it like the big show i noticed that triple h is kind of doing like a more of an AEW nxt style here i hope he doesn't keep doing that it doesn't well, turn people off we'll i don't see. think he i don't think he's doing anything aew style at all i think if anything he's he's helping the stories develop i think he's making it a more continuous like i'll be honest man i'm not you know yeah i'm a Triple H Mark, I'll be the first one to say it. I've always been a big fan of him. Mm -hmm. I like but the guy too. But, I, but I'll always call him out when I think something is wrong. And right now, I don't think anything he's doing, you know, per se is wrong. I, I like how the stories are flowing. I like how there's continuity again. I like that the energy is up. I mean, again, it's fresh. It's brand new. People are excited. So like I said, yes, I, want, I want to give it a little bit more time to see where they go with all of it. But mm -hmm. I'm happy with the direction myself personally. I don't think it's an AEW show in any way. You know, and I well, watch I mean, it's AEW. an AEW show, but it's, he's kind of got that vibe. It's got that NXT AEW vibe. And I don't know, because to me, AEW and NXT, they don't feel like the big show, like the big league. They feel like a college football to the NFL or a CFL to the NFL, where WWE is the NFL. So let's see what happens. I can't be for sure what's going to happen, but that's the feeling that I think Triple H is going to run like NXT style. I hope well, not. Well, let's let's find out. Maybe you're right. Maybe maybe you're not. Maybe I'm wrong. We don't yeah, know. We'll find out. Right? We'll find out definitely. But um, no. I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, we just gotta go with the flow and see where everyone wants to yep. go with this. And uh, you know, if you're a casual fan, then you know you you just gotta take it as it comes and and you know do your homework. I guess really yeah. ultimately I, at I, the end of the know, day, the kids love wrestling and the adults love wrestling. But there's a, there's a group that I know that don't really love wrestling like we did as a teenager group the 13 to 18 year olds are not it's not cool anymore you don't see them wearing the shirts like you see in our days nwo yeah, yeah, 100%. Shirts, i get that but i'm not catering to them either though no i'm not saying right and nor, nor, why, nor, why are those fans lost why are those fans lost because there's some i have my theory i want to hear your theory well my my theory is very simple i mean i think it comes down to a very simple fact of when they realize it's not real anymore and they think it's stupid and popular opinion within their own you know, social groups are telling them that, oh, yeah, wrestling is dumb. It was for little kids when we were young, right? There, there's probably a lot of closet guys that are 18 to 30 years old who still watch it on the deal or, or down low, um, you know, not wanting their friends to know. I think a lot of it has to do with social pressures and, you know, not wanting to be laughed at by other people. I agree with that. I totally agree with right? that. I think you another know? huge, the other half of that is the wrestlers aren't cool. Like, I'll give you an example. I'm just supposed to say 95, 98, you had Shawn Michaels, you had Stone Cold, you had Hollywood, Hulk Hogan. These guys look cool. They were cool. Yeah. And then now you're going to look at a guy like Kevin Owens. He's a good wrestler. He does not look cool. He's not a cool looking guy. He looks well, like a guy cutting your lawn. And teenagers aren't going to look up to a guy like that. He's not a larger than life character. He's a guy that would be your landscaper. Looks yeah. wise. Okay. So that's okay. a huge part of it. And the guys aren't cool anymore. Let me, let me answer that. Some are. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me give you a thought on that one. Guys aren't cool anymore because they're not allowed to be cool anymore in today's day and age. But they don't look cool though. Like he can, no, he can no. still look cool. No, he can still look cool, but they can't act cool, right? I mean, looking cool is one thing, and acting cool is a different thing, and it's a combination. I mean, you go to the gym, you know this better than I do. That diet and exercise go hand in hand, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if anything, uh, your attitude and and the way you talk and the way you you kind of express yourself verbally and physically is one form of cool. Yeah. What do you dress is another form of cool. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Now what we have here is guys who can look cool, but they're not allowed to be that kind of cool anymore. 
So the I know guys that because of the, the guys, the, the, there's part of that too. The, that's a huge part of it, man. I mean, if you think about it, the things that Shawn Michaels, Hollywood Hogan, Triple H, all of DX, everything of the Attitude Era, you will never be able to see that again because of all the yeah. PC radicalists out there that are dictating the way that we're supposed to think and what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to address one another. Here's right? a good, that's, I totally agree with his, everything he said, 100% spot on. So who do you think are the three most coolest wrestlers of the teenagers nowadays? If you could say, hey, look at this guy, who would it be? Well, I mean, based on my conversations with teenagers in the last little while, you know, being able to meet a lot of guys in that time, in age range, Roman Reigns would be considered cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, because of just his, you know, the his size, the look, his yeah. brash and everything. And, you know, he's morphed into that coolness, right? Yeah. Um, who else would be cool? You know, in a certain way, I guess Chris Jericho would be because of Fozzie and everything that he has and, you know, the way he comes out to the ring. Um, he he's kind of that cool guy, that cool older guy that kind of appeals to that age group who listens to his music and whatnot. I'm pulling at straws, I get it. Um, and then maybe Edge, you know, to a certain extent. I mean, was I, Edge I'm, ever cool? Edge was cool at one like, point. I'm not with the brood. I, I was a good wrestler. I'm just talking no, no, like, with the brood and everything. You know? And you know, he had the brood thing going on. And I mean, at a time when it was all PG. He was probably one of the more of the hardcore guys out there, right? I mean, with the rated R superstar stuff and yeah. the live sex show with Lita and stuff. I mean, he was pushing that envelope at a time when you weren't allowed to really push it, right? So what about I mean, Lesnar? Because he's is legit UFC champ. I'd have to throw him out there. No, Brock definitely was a cool guy as well, right? But I mean, again, it's just kind of like they're limited by what they can do. Now, no, can I agree you, with that. Now, that's, can you imagine Brock in the Attitude Era? He was never a part of the Attitude Era. No, he missed it. He's ruthless aggression. Right, right. he's ruthless aggression. And, you know, I mean, if you want to talk about cool, maybe Cena. I mean, you saw yeah. firsthand how much merch that guy pushes. Oh, he's cool. He's, right? He's the real deal. He, yeah. Look, man, he showed up that one night for his 20th anniversary. And he sold more merch at that time than anyone else. Yeah. So combined between Mania and his one appearance, his two appearances in 2022, he's outsold everybody. Pretty impressive, eh? Right. So yeah. I mean, what is cool though? How do you define cool nowadays? What 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 can we call cool? We can't call the crotch chop cool anymore. You can't, you know, you can't say things anymore. You can't have fun with people anymore. There's certain yeah, words you can't say anymore. I mean, this is a different show that I'm talking about. We 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 must do a show about this one day. But you know, we we are being dictated to by a mass of people who have no right to tell anybody what they should and shouldn't do. <laughs> Plain and simple. No, you're right. I agree. And everybody, I find a lot of people are living in in a state of fear because of these people. Oh, you can't say this. You'll be canceled. You can't say that. Yeah. You'll be canceled. Now we're 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 not at the point where anyone's going to cancel us, you know. So I think we're still untouchable that way because you know we we can get away with saying certain things and what have you. But I mean, so far so good. So far so good. But even I'll be honest, man. As much as I'm against all that kind of movement and you know what people can say and do, I get it. I mean, I, I think the best way to approach that whole thing is just based on logic. I mean, you should know what's right and wrong. Yeah. Murder is wrong. Plain and simple. Yep. <laughs> right. Rape, all that stuff. Yeah. All that rape, murder, you know, stealing, I guess to a certain extent is wrong, 
depends on the premise of your steal. Stealing yeah. will always be wrong, but if you're homeless and you're hungry and you're starving and you're trying to feed your family, if you're, you know, yeah. like, you know, living on the street and you have to steal, I understand. I don't condone it, but I get it. Yeah, you know? no, I hear I'll, what you're saying. It's I'll, a gray area I'll, there. I'll, I'll turn a blind eye to that. I'll let him run by me if I know that he's going to be able to help a child or, or his family that's living on the street with him, right? We don't know everybody's story. That's true. But robbing a bank is wrong. That's wrong. And robbing right? an old lady. Is, exactly. Put, you know, exactly. Pushing an old lady down is wrong. Yeah. Right. But I mean, there's so much that isn't wrong that we're being told is wrong. And I don't want to get into it because I don't think I have enough memory on my hard drive to, to cover everything. That would <laughs> that be a long conversation. It would be a very sure. long conversation. Um, but I think that's what the problem is, right? I mean, we have yeah, to, right. you know, it's... it's it's almost like a rebirth of cool. You know, what is cool? What is considered cool? And I think that's the hardest thing for most wrestlers. I don't think they get that credit for it. I mean, guys like Stone Cold and, and you know, whatnot, as much as they did and how great they were, they changed the game, man. I mean, in a lot oh, yeah. of ways, Stone Cold was like the Bobby Orr of hockey. Bobby Orr changed the position of defense. Literally, he changed the way everyone played that position. Yep. And Stone Cold unknowingly or knowingly whatever the case may be he changed the way you look at a face and a heel mm -hmm. you know like we're, we're basically we want to cheer for the antagonist more than anyone else yeah right like how yeah, many i know movies... he in his day he was he was hot man he was a genius at what he like, did like how many movies are out there like okay let's look at the fast and the furious there are a bunch of bad guys but we cheer for them true Right, they rob, they steal, they steal, and and do all these kind of things. Yeah, they don't kill or anything, but by every definition, they would be considered a gang of thugs, and we should not be cheering for them. In every one of their movies, we always cheer for them. Speaking of that, I've only ever seen the first one. I've never seen any other of the Fast and Furious. How many have you seen? I've seen them all, man. I mean, good? You know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for what they are, yeah, a good bang for the buck. It's a good laugh. It is what it is. You know, if you're going in there expecting Academy Award action or acting and, and you know, you know the highbrow, like, you know, really, you know, you're not going to get De Niro and shit out of that. That's yeah. the bottom line. I mean, it's an action movie. It's 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 mindless entertainment where you can sit back. Sometimes that's good, hours. Oh, you need that. No, 100%. There's like a lot Arnold of movies out there. It's Stallone movie. It's good. Yeah, Schwarzenegger, Jean-Claude Van Damme, you name it, all those guys. I mean, the movie, majority of the movies they made were just mindless, right? Commando, yeah. great action movie, you know? I'll watch it whenever it's on TV. Yeah, they're fun. But, but that's what it was, right? I mean, Rambo. Rambo was a little different because of just, you know, it, it was just epic. Rambo was a little Speaking different. of Rambo, this, um, this September, October is the 40th anniversary of Rambo. They're having a parade and hope for that. Yeah, no doubt. They and did a lot of filming have, out there. Rambo has his own beer. It's called Rambo Beer. It's in Hope. They have a brewing nice. company. Is he going to be out there? Yeah. So he doesn't come out there. He does a little uh, video montage. Cameo, eh? Yeah, he's not going to come out to Hope. He has before, though, to celebrate the... Ra the he has, Rambles. yeah, but not this time. They already tried. Uh, I know the know? guy who's running it. That's how I know about it. Oh, okay, okay. Definitely. Yeah. I think he's got a new movie coming out, right? Like some a Judge Dredd movie, like uh, I didn't 20 see years that. later. Yeah, he's been sponsored. It was sponsored. The UFC was sponsoring it, and it was also on um, 
the uh Fimo fight. They were they he was one of those the expendable guys. movies are good with Stallone. Did you watch those ones? They're fun, you know, it's just kind of a flashback, you know, to, to the good old days where you had them all together, Dolph. It was and, cool. Uh, was Schwarzenegger in one of them? I don't know. He might have made a cam a guest appearance, but it was fun movies. Yeah, no, they're fun. They're fun movies. Um what else here? Hey, Logan Paul. You know, I wanted to ask you about celebrities in wrestling. Now, one of our listeners was asking us to maybe mention a little bit more about the celebrity side of wrestling. And, yeah, I've seen uh, that. You know, I, I kind of wanted to touch on that a little bit for him. Um, Logan Paul has been impressive, man. I, I'm he not has, going to lie. I'll be honest. Man. I mean, uh, of the two brothers, he is the most impressive in so terms far he of is, what though. he's accomplished. And, um, He's done really well. I mean, I don't know what's next for him in the WWE or where he's going to go with Did it. Did he sign a couple-year contract? He signed a couple-year contract, or I don't know if it's a multi-show deal. I see. Right? I, it's one or the other. He's, he's signed, like, for, for a few shows. The big you know, ones, probably. The big ones, the selective ones. But you you can see that they're continuing to build with this Miz thing because Miz came out last night with uh, his own little hard thing on a chain. Of him yeah. and uh, Champa. Oh, here's another example of what we were talking about earlier. Tommaso Champa. Right, that guy's from NXT, but they put him with the Miz, and now you're getting to know who he is. Yeah, I like I like the Miz. He's gonna definitely help this guy get to the next level. Right. Yeah. No. Definitely. Right. So, you know, I I know we already talked about it, but again, I just want the listeners to know, or if any casual listeners that are listening to our show, you know, you got to give the characters time to develop. Yeah. Right. And and if you're gonna question it right off the gate that's why you're a casual fan no disrespect yeah no it's fair totally right. agree um, i'm happy with logan paul man i like everything about the guy the way he moves the way he acts the way he talks i think he's a natural in wrestling. i think he's doing i think great. no he's doing great you know what i'd like to see though now that you know i got the juices kind of flowing here i mean before him everyone was saying the same stuff about bad bunny mm-hmm. you know, very impressive like he impressed everybody in the locker room he did, yeah. Right? A lot of guys were like, and hey, that's hard to do because you got to figure, okay, at the end of the day, no matter where these guys come from, you know, it's a lifetime of work. You look at a lot of the guys that are here locally with us, you know, in our in our neck of the woods, a lot of these guys have had tryouts. A lot of them didn't succeed, unfortunately, right? But yeah. that's how you get your name up there and you got to work hard. So when yeah. guys like Logan Paul, Bad Bunny come into the scene and, you know, ultimately these guys feel like they're losing their spot, which is fine. You know, they put the work in and I can understand where they're coming from. And Mm -hmm. I appreciate that, but it's really hard for them to argue anything. When you have two guys coming back to back and perform the way they do. Well said. Right. You know, and, and uh, you know, from that perspective, you can't really argue with it. So they've hit two, I won't say home runs, but inside the park home runs with these guys. I think so. I don't think I see Bad Bunny again, maybe in the ring, but you definitely see. Well, here's what I like to see. I like to see Bad Bunny versus Logan Paul, maybe at one point. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun fight because I mean, if you think about it, these are the two guys that everyone says that you know really impressed, did amazing work. But like I was telling you last week, I think you know the one thing that Logan Paul did very, very, very well was sell. Oh yeah, and that's a huge part. That's a huge part of of storytelling right of psychology and he's got that you know like i said what he needs to do is spend more time in the ring and bad buddy would have to spend more time in fact i'd probably have to put logan paul a little bit higher than bad buddy yeah he's a little more crisp little right he's a little bit more more. 
Well, he's trained more, plus he had a one-on-one match where Bad Bunny didn't. He was still in a tag team match, right? True. So he could be protected. Logan Paul's first couple matches were tag team matches, which was totally fine. Now that he had that singles match, I know what he, well, who am I to know, but I can see what he needs to work on a little bit more. Yeah. uh, Not being so stiff in terms of being able to be rolled. You know, like if, if, if I'm giving you an arm bar and you, you're, you're stiff arming me, it makes it harder to do. Right. Yeah, he has to work out a few kinks, but I mean, if he, if he's successful and he keeps coming back to it and keeps working at it, you know, I think he should be okay. And I think everything will work out for him. I'm really excited to see what goes on with him. Um, you Me know. too. Sky's the limit for him. Well, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it was kind of like what Triple H was saying to him, like, yeah, you've come a long way, but you still have a lot to learn. Yep. Right? And he acknowledges that. And I think the fact that he acknowledges it will help him become more successful, right? Yeah, you've he's, had willing celebrities. he's willing to take the advice. Yeah, well, you've had celebrities who've come in the past and said, oh, yeah, you've done a great job. And then they, they think they're the shit of the world. Yeah. Right? But they they, they can never emulate or, or replicate what they did that first time. Like, once Logan Paul has a couple more matches under his belt, people are not going to look at him as a celebrity guy, and they're going to have higher expectations That's from true. inside the ring, right? So, you know, I think he's on the right path. I think in terms of his growth and whatnot, you know, he's just got to keep practicing the art form, and if everything goes accordingly, man, I think he did the hardest thing he did. I think he's already done the hardest thing he had to do, and was that, you know, uh, leapfrog off the corner post on Man, the that announce was table. That wow. was make or break for him. I'll say that. I thought that move right there. Too. He had to. If he didn't hit that, all this would be a mute factor. Yeah, no, There'd be nothing to like, talk about here. Like you said, he sold it so well after he hit that too. Yeah, I know. He did a great job with that. So I'm really impressed with that. So, you know, that alone, I think, sold me. When I saw that, I'm like, okay, we, we may have something here because the, he, he does not need to do that move. No, he didn't have to do that. Right? That he's was one of the best it. matches of SummerSlam, too. You think so? One of the better ones, yeah. Top, enough, top three, enough. I thought. Fair enough. Uh, Clash at the Castle is coming up, man. It's building up pretty nicely here. we got the Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns match coming up here. Seth Rollins versus um, Riddle has been That'll be a now. good match. That's going to be fun. And again, the storytelling, man, on all these feuds. Um I wish Roman was around a little bit more to help build the story, yeah. but Drew and the Drew and the Usos are doing a good job of doing it. Um, you know who else is doing a good job with Bloodline is Sami Zayn. He's hilarious out there. Sami Zayn is so good that I am so annoyed by him, the character that is. So he's doing an amazing job because he's got me thinking this guy's a jackass. Yeah, <laughs> right. I know he's not. I know what Sammy is in real life, you know, in terms of the personality. But I'll be honest, his views are not that different from his character. Yeah. You know, uh, in, in in his his actual personal views and what have you. He's a great talker, very intelligent man. Um he knows what he's doing. He, I don't I think I'd be the guy, but he's, he's entertaining as hell. He's so good, man. I mean, in the ring, some of his stuff that he did before WWE. And this is one of those things that I'm kind of hoping to kind of see with the new era, I like to call it here now. You know, what guys... do with them? Well, no, it's not that, like, allowing them to do more moves. You know, yeah. so many so many things were restricted. Now the guys are saying wrestling again. They're allowed to say wrestling again. Yeah, they're going back to wrestling instead of saying the entertainment. 
Yeah, which is fine. And I like it because it is wrestling at the end of the day. We all know it's entertainment. Everyone who watches professional wrestling knows what it is. Right? Yeah. I think a lot of what, what was there before was more for the marketing and for the That's exactly what it was for the, and, the brand, the marketing. You know, it's a sports but, entertainment, right? Because they yeah, didn't just yeah. wrestle. They do, they do silly things that nothing to do with wrestling, you know? Well, look, man, it's still called WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment. So, I mean, the yeah. entertainment is still there. But you know what? It is still wrestling. Yep. I mean, the premise of everything, if you if you took out the wrestling, what would you have? Just to show up promos? Yeah, and silly, some silly vignettes. Exactly. Like and who would watch that? People there to watch wrestling. I mean, that's the bottom line. That's what got us. That's what made all of this possible was wrestling. Yeah. A good mix all, of it, right? Some good entertainment, some good wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And I think you're getting that still. But you can still, it doesn't have to be just called sports entertainment. It doesn't have to be, you know, pigeonholed as such. I think by having it as wrestling, that's going to allow guys like Ricochet now to kind of shine a little bit more. The handcuffs are off. You know, you're going to be able to see a bit more of their moves. You know, these guys, you know, like a lot of the stuff that Eddie Guerrero was able to do, a lot of the things that, you know, and I'm not sure if we're allowed to say his name, Chris Benoit, and, you know, a lot of these guys that could wrestle, you know, some of those things that that made it what it was. Um, I'm, I'm hoping we get to see some of that again, because it was those kind of, it was them wrestling is what got them big. Mm-hmm. It's what people got sold on, watching Eddie in the ring. You know, but I think Eddie, I think I remember Vince saying two dudes wrestling in their underwear for an hour is boring. We need entertainment. Entertainment's like larger than life. He's always thinking bigger and outside of the box. Yeah, right? but so that's kind of why he did that. I think he's thinking about a time which you and I weren't even really watching wrestling, right? I mean, I think his thought process is based on the stuff that was happening in the sixties and the seventies with Luthez and and you know Bruno Sammartino yeah, that's what he, yeah, that's what I mean. So he's Killer Kowalski. I get it. We need, we need action. Exactly. And that's what he did. But you're we still getting the rest. We need big right. arenas. Right. And, and he's done all that and they're continuing with that, but they still have to incorporate the wrestling with yeah, it. Yeah, of right? course. So yeah. it's a lot more entertaining than it was. Yeah, back in the day, you'd watch um, and, you know, uh, I don't know. Bruno Sammartino fight uh, Pedro Morales for an hour in a Broadway match. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And but 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 for those guys back in those days, that was awesome. They loved it at the time. Yeah, at the time. So those guys in the seventies looked at the eighties and go, "Fuck! What the hell is this? This is not my wrestling." Yeah. The guys in the eighties looked at the wrestling in the nineties and said, "Man, what the hell is this? Oh my god, this is nothing." Guys in the 90s. We're from the 90s, right? Yeah. A lot of us look at the product today and go, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I do that all the time. Right? Yeah. Now, when we were in our 20s, I'm sure there was a couple 40-something guys that looked at us and said, who the hell are these stupid idiots? They know nothing. They know nothing about life. Blah, blah, blah. And I listened to those guys and I vowed I'd never be that guy who talked that kind of shit about the younger generation. Well, you know what? I don't think any of us have a choice because I just find myself from time to time talking that shit about the younger generation. Yes, and, that, and the people that are 20 now do the same thing 20 years from now. Right? The 60-year-old guys are looking at us in our mid-40s now like, man, these guys don't know how to cut a lawn back in my day, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then we're looking at the younger generation. Man, these guys don't even know how to use a lawnmower. <laughs> no, you're fair point. You're totally right. Let alone cut a grass. Shit, yeah, most of these true. young guys don't even know how to water the grass. 
they don't even want, they won't even attempt it. The pace well, they don't even do know. They're, they're like, where's the hose go? <laughs> exactly. They'll just pay a landscaper to cut it for them. Well, that's it, right? You know, so I mean, it, it's a generational thing. It doesn't matter. But Vince's whole thing was probably based on the 60s and the 70s and maybe the 50s a little bit. Yeah, they got him the idea. Like, this is boring. We need to, we need, you know, lights and yeah. glamour. And no, 100%. Show, show and, and, that, and that's what we got, right? And that's what he gave us. And, you know, no matter what, man, I mean, wherever direction this company goes in, everything is everything because of Vince McMahon. And no one will ever forget that. Right, it's Triple H. Vince's Triple H. company, it always has been, always will be. That name will, WWE and Vince are synonymous. It's, sure, Triple no H already it said it today again. He goes, you know what? I'm never going to be Vince. I'll never will be Vince. All yeah, I that's what I like do... about what he's doing. I like how yeah. he's doing that. Like, all I can do is basically do what I know how to do. And, I, and he said in the conference call today, he basically said that I'm treating every day like it's day one. I have a lot of experience now working backstage. I've done every role possible. You know, he's paid his dues mm-hmm. as as uh, executive. He has, right? I mean, if you think about it, Stephanie's paid her dues. I mean, she started off modeling, you know, shirts for mm-hmm. the website from back in the day. So it's not like either one of them have jumped into these positions, you know, because of who they are. Stephanie yeah. spent her summers working at headquarters mail orders at the most menial jobs working her way up same with shane you know shane started off in the video department working on the videos and stuff like that not necessarily working on them but whatever the menial tasks were right triple h yeah you know as as he progressed as he progressed um he built his name up in the back i mean if you think about it triple h and stone cold were two of those guys of that generation of that era of the attitude era that would have their gear on 15 minutes before the show started and would sit by the curtain and watch the show. Yeah, no, it's Triple H is doing in the game. He'll never right. lose that stigma of he married Stephanie to get the power. I'm not saying that's true. I don't think so. But that's what always be, that aroma will always be a part of him. He married Stephanie to get the power. He's always been a power-hungry guy from the clique, and now he married the boss, his daughter. And this, I'm not saying that's what he did, but that's a lot of people's perception of him. They'll well, never I, think, lose that. I think a lot of people are always going to be negative. I mean, when we finally, yeah. when we hit it big, bro, and we, we start having a lot of followers and we're asked to attend different shows and conferences and different podcasts to share our views, people are going to look at us in the same way and say the same thing. Oh, who the fuck are these guys? Yep, yeah, absolutely. Right. But they, they don't see the work that's put in. That's true. No, I and agree. That, I'm not, right? I don't think Triple H married stuff to get this position. No, because I think Vince he... fired his own son. So who's to say he wouldn't have fired Triple H along the way? Well, I mean, if he was going to fire him, like I said before, man, if you look at it, okay, and he was the only one who got punished for the curtain call. Yep. Right? Sean was still there, but they weren't going to touch Sean because he was the number one guy. Yeah. So it all fell on Triple H, and he stuck around, and he took his beats, and he took the punishment like a man. And, and Vince think... took NXT away from him, too. And Vince took NXT away from him as well. And he still stood his ground like a man. He didn't whine or bitch or complain about anything. No. Because he understands the business. And I think that's that's why Vince respects him is because he knows that he can trust him. He understands the business. He knows he's not bigger than the business. Vince is nobody's bigger than wrestling. No. Right? So, I mean, I think he gained that respect from Vince because any other person would have walked. Yeah. Well, fuck you. I'm leaving too. I'm going to WCW with with uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. If you're going to treat me like this, he lost all his opportunities. He was supposed to win King of the Ring. He was supposed to do this. 
Yeah. Right? It got all taken away from him. Everything that he'd worked for so hard, you know, doing the fucking pigsty matches with Henry O. Godwin at In Your yeah, House. Those, and, yeah. You know, stuff like that. I mean, those were all paying dues and trying to get back to where he was. And he did not complain once about it. I mean, you want to talk about a guy who's straight edge and a real role model? I would say it's Triple H over CM Punk. Any day, CM Punk's no right? role model tri- at all. Tri- no, no, but I'm just saying, Triple H doesn't drink. No. Triple H doesn't smoke. Triple H doesn't do drugs. He never has throughout his whole career. I mean, you know, he drove the click around. <laughs> he's the only yeah, one no, sober. CM Punk is no role model. He's a quitter. He's a whiner. Right. So if there was anyone who had a reason to quit, and whine and complain. It would have been Triple H in 94, 95 mm-hmm. when all that happened. Yeah. And well, he I like did him. It. I'm just saying the other side of the coin. I get it. I get it. And they're going to say that. They're just, they're, they're, you're always going to have haters, bro. No mm-hmm. matter what you do. Like you and I, look, man, we can go walking down the street and see a building on fire. Okay. We'll run in there and we'll save fucking five babies, three cats, two dogs, and one fat lady. Yeah. All right, and everyone will cheer our name. Hip hip hooray for Sam and Chad. <laughs> Yahoo, right? Yeah, I know you're right. But now, two days later, you and I are walking down the street and we see an old granny in a stroller and we push her over. Everyone will forget anything good we ever did. Yep. And, and we'll focus on the one the bad yep. thing. That'll be the narrative for the rest of our life. Right? No, I I'm agree a, with you. So, so people are always going to hate, no matter what. We you become successful, people are gonna hate you because you're successful. Yeah, they're gonna be jealous that you're successful, but people don't understand that some people, yes, some people get their success handed to them for nothing. But majority of the people that are successful out there work for it, work hard for it. We work hard for what we do. We we're not giving up on our passion and our dream. No, no, you're right. right? I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, right. But hey, man, we we've talked a lot of good stuff here today. Do you got a five, top five for me, man? I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah, let's I'm ready. Let's, let's switch do it this. up today. I had a different top five, but this came during the show. Yeah, let's do something different. Sure. Let's hear uh, Bobby Sampson's top five favorite movies of all time. Top five movies of all time. Okay, uh, number one, Shawshank Redemption. Uh, right off the bat, uh, okay. Shawshank is my number one movie ever. Uh, Bronx Tale is my number two movie ever. Um, first two were really easy, man. Now it's getting hard. Now it's getting hard because there's a lot of movies out there that I really like, but I don't know if I would consider them my favorite. Goodfellas, absolutely. Yeah. Goodfellas is top three. Um, Casino, I I really enjoyed Casino. Great movie. And um, Number five for me would have to be hmm, Remains of the Day. Never seen it. It's an Anthony Hopkins, Emma Thompson film. It's it's a period piece. I don't know why. I love that movie. I really enjoyed it. It's just something I really, really enjoyed. I'll have to check about, it out. Never, never heard you? of it or seen it. It's it's based in like old Victorian English times. It's it's okay. uh, the story of a butler and this lady, Anthony Hopkins is the butler and whatnot. I mean, it's it's just one of those period pieces. I mean, it's no special effects, you know. Um, if you think about it, all the movies I kind of listed there really have no special effects. It's really all based on the actors and the actresses selling the movie. 
sometimes that's the best sometimes well that's what i would have to consider you know when you ask someone their top five movies yeah somebody might say star wars or this or that but i for me personally it, it, it comes down to acting and and i think it it says a lot about a movie that makes you engaged and yeah. keeps you at the edge of your seat when you're not waiting for an explosion or or a monster to pop out of the sky and I enjoy that as much as the next guy. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes I just want to hear dialogue. I want to hear two people talk and and tell the story. Seems more authentic that way, a little more real. It's a dying art form, man. Everything is CGI now, right? Yeah. I mean, even some of the actors are CGI. Yeah. <laughs> what well, are your top list, five? What's your top five? I'm not a huge movie guy, but uh, mm. I like Dumb and Dumber. Okay. Um, the first one. Mm-hmm. Um. Probably Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. I like that one, too. Yeah. Uh, Godfather 1. Yeah, I didn't think about the Godfathers. But, I mean, they're good as well. But I think I was more of a Goodfellas guy. Yeah, Goodfellas is awesome. Um, yeah. Number four, probably Rocky. Yeah, definitely another good movie right there. Absolutely. Yeah, number five, so many good ones. Uh, probably Shawshank, actually. That was a great movie. One of the best of all time. Yeah, I saw Shawshank in the cinema when it came out in 94. Oh, nice. I saw it there, and I ended up going back three more times to watch it again. Yeah, that's great. And then every, it's Shawshank for me is that number one film ever, only for the fact that I have it on DVD. I bought the 20th anniversary edition just because I was love that film. But it's that one film that every time it's on TV, no matter where it is in the film. Got to watch it. I'll watch it. Like, even yeah. though if I'm watching something else and a commercial comes on, I'll start flipping quickly to see what else is on. I'll give up on what I'm watching and just, you know, get back into Shawshank, you know? It's a classic. Speaking of Dumb and Dumber, did you ever see the Dumb and Dumber, not part two, because that wasn't them, but did you see the part three they made with Carrie and Daniels? Oh, when Harry met Lloyd? Yeah. No, no. When Harry met Lloyd, that was the uh, prequel, right? No, no, no. Part two. So, you know, the second one wasn't Daniels and Carrie. That was a prequel. That was a prequel. Yeah. Did you see called... the last one they made of Carrie and Daniels? No, I haven't seen it yet. Any good? It's good. Check it out. Is it? I still no, haven't seen it. original, but it's pretty damn good. I still haven't seen Wayne World 2 yet. That's that's another great movie, Wayne's World. Yeah, Wayne's World was really good. No, no, sorry. No, Wayne's World 2, I saw. Sorry, I'm thinking Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> that's funny, too. I Mike never saw Martin's part two yet. Actor, man. He's, he's, in, he's a hilarious guy. He is, man. He's kind of slowed down a little bit now, right? But um... What's that movie he did when he's the barber guy? Um the barber? Kept saying silky smooth. Uh, I don't know if he was ever a barber. I know I miss Austin Powers. Yeah, I know he was Shrek. I, I know he did I mean, the he's the one for his Austin Powers role. Always that's the most famous, that in Wayne's World, right? Well, Shrek. Yeah, Shrek. Oh, yeah, Shrek, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of that movie. But, yeah, anyways, Mike Myers. Was, was good, it a man. Saturday Night Live skit, maybe? No, it was an actual movie. I'm just trying to think of it. Let me see if I can uh, pull it up here. Google oh, Mike Myers. Mike Myers, Silky Smooth. The Love Guru was a funny one. Maybe that's what that's what I'm thinking of. Love Guru was uh, yeah, that was filmed in Ontario. Did you ever see that one? Yeah, I did. Uh, Heather Graham, him, Mike Myers. Yeah, funny movie. Yeah. Good oh, good show. list, man. Good list. All right, brother man. I tell you what. Why don't we wrap it up here? Uh, we'll gather more information. You know, we'll we'll let everybody else know what's going on here as the week progresses. Uh, make sure to check out our Instagram and our our TikTok. 
for for updates on things that are going on in between the podcast here. Uh, we'll be back at you guys on Thursday with with a look at Anthony Joshua and Usyk coming down this weekend. Um, that's going to be an interesting fight, man. I have a lot. Wait. That I want to can't wait. I have a lot I want to say about that. We'll also be touching on the Tiafimo victory. Um, yeah. That sh- that's uh, another conversation we'll be having here with you guys in the next couple of days. So everybody, thank you very much for taking the time to listen to us. I hope we didn't disrespect anybody with some of the things that we were talking about today. That was never our intention. Uh, take it with a grain of salt or just toughen up, I say. Um, what do you have, Chance? Anything to add to this? I'm sure you've probably heard a couple of people's feelings, but like you said, it wasn't intentional, but we got to say what's on our mind and in our hearts to be authentic, right? Sometimes people love it, sometimes they won't, but well, I look at it this way, man. As long as you say your piece in a respectful manner and yeah. not try to be disparaging or disrespectful to anybody, because no matter what we say, not everyone's going to like it. And you know what? That's just unfortunate. But, you know, I think that's what democracy is all about. And if we can't speak our piece, then what's the point of anything? 100% agree with you on that. So, right? so right. So on that note, again, we do not mean to you know, disparage anybody or, or disrespect anybody. We just want to get word out there and what we think is right and what we think is wrong. Yep. You know, and, and that's really the bottom line. But I tell you what, my friend, let's wrap this up before Bring they come up. at us uh, with pitchforks. I got anything to add to this before we close out here, brother? I do. In the words of the great ACDC, those who download, like, and subscribe the podcast, we salute you. Absolutely. I notify. Hit the notification button too. The notification. On that note, I am Bobby Sampson. He is Chance Michaels in the words of Ed Whalen. In the meantime and in between time, that's it for Samp and Chance. Adios, Machacos. Have a great night, everybody. Be safe. Talk to you soon.